Welcome to The Disability, a podcast where we have candid discussions about all things related to disability, short-term, long-term, financial claims, impact on other areas of life, causes in the workplace, and more, with your host, Attorney Angel Burgess. You can find this show at www.disabilityhelpline.com and on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Now here's the host of The Disability, Angel Burgess. Hello and welcome to The Disability. We are pleased to have with us today a very special guest um, who has spent many years working with individuals and families um, who have disabilities, Ms. Rita Young of Rita Young and Associates. Welcome. Thank you so much, and it's such an honor to be here today. Well, we are so glad to have you here. So let's just jump right into things because people are very interested in learning more about you. Um, Tell us about yourself and and some of the services that you provide. Sure. I am a private consultant. I've been on my own for the last eight years. I'm based out of the metro Atlanta area, and I I have a mission-based business And all the projects that I work on center around improving the lives of individuals with developmental disabilities. And specifically, I do quite a bit of training. I also do family engagement projects. uh, And I also work one-on-one with families um, specifically that are looking to prepare themselves and their families for the future um, and have adults with developmental disabilities. Wonderful. Well, I want to start off by talking about um, some of the specific services that you provide. You mentioned training. So tell us about what kind of training um, you provide. Well, during COVID, as you know, a lot of training has moved online, but I develop different training content, uh, content rather, for different organizations um, in the uh, around developmental disabilities it could be state agencies, it could be nonprofits, um, all again focused on educating and empowering families and making the best decisions um, for their individuals with developmental disabilities. So through your uh, career and working with individuals with developmental uh, disabilities, what do you feel are some of the biggest challenges that you see that families face particularly as, you know, the child with developmental disability um, becomes an adult. Right. Well, I'm a parent, too. I forgot to mention that. (laughs) I do have two adult sons that um, both have autism, and they're 28 and 30 years of age. So I've been their advocate, and they are their own advocates as well for a very long time. And so as we moved through the school system and then afterwards and talking with so many families all across the state, um, there's a multitude of challenges. First of all, we move from a very structured school environment where we have a team that is supporting us to trying to figure out what the system is after that. So As you know, it could mean things like applying for government benefits Mm -hmm. uh, at the federal level and at the state level. 
It can also mean transitioning our sons and daughters from pediatric health care to adult health care. And that is a huge area because um, it's difficult to find sometimes medical providers that have the experience and confidence in working with our individuals who have sometimes more complex medical needs or more complex behavioral health needs. And so again, you're moving from that IEP educational environment into the great unknown. If you are fortunate enough to go ahead and start the ball rolling before your son or daughter leaves the school system, things like applying for social security, applying for a Medicaid waiver, then you might be a little bit ahead of everyone else. But a lot of times we're graduating into and we're going off a cliff, as they say, sometimes. Now, I do say that we all climb out of that cliff, so it's not completely hopeless. But it does take a little while to um, reorient ourselves to the new environment. There's no, the trajectory is not the same. If you have a neurotypical child, typically they're either going to be going to college, maybe the military or working, or maybe being in a, a trade school, technical school, et cetera. For our folks with IDD, it's a it's just different and so individual. It's not that same trajectory. And a lot of the times we have to sort of make it up as we go along. True. Well, I think the the wonderful thing about you know you being able to kind of help families to navigate through these transitions is that you've been through them yourself. Um, so so you know, you know, the challenges um, that that lie ahead for many families. And you also know the things that can help them to prepare, um, you know, maybe when the child is, is much younger to kind of, you know, start getting yourself ready for, you know, things that you'll need to do, perhaps like yeah. guardianship or special needs trust, things of that nature. So you help families to kind of navigate through all of that. Absolutely. And so, you know, connecting with trusted professionals like yourself and others is so important. Um, you know, I think it's finding that new team after you graduate from high school, there becomes a new team that you develop. And that can be uh, trusted professionals. It can be a direct support staff. It can be members of the community. So it's it's starting a little bit, not completely starting over, but it's with a new group of folks. Great. Yeah, that's that's a really good way of thinking of it. Um, I'm going to use that. <laughs> so it's, a, it's an excellent way of thinking of it. But, but it is absolutely, you know, um, having to find people that you trust, um, people that are familiar with with your child's um, conditions, whatever they may be, and what services that they'll need. So I know that, you know, through us being familiar with each other over the years, um, that you have a virtual series as well um, called The Big Picture. Tell us about that. Yes, The Big Picture is a virtual series. It's live for now that I developed um, at the beginning of 2022. And it really walks a family through what is that big picture? What, what does it need to look like? How can I design it 
for when I am no longer here to support my son or daughter. And so these are some very big issues that we're talking about. And so we walk families through um, with trusted professionals, of course, things like legal planning, financial planning, that healthcare transition. What do I look for if I'm interested in a residential provider of services? So things like group home, host home, your son or daughter living on their own. What might that look like and how can we support you along the way? Um, I've gone through four cohorts in 2022 and I plan to start another one at the beginning of 2023. Um, so far, the feedback has been tremendous and um, folks send me emails at you know one or two o'clock in the morning saying, oh, this finally clicked for me or you know, thank you so much. And um, I typically in the four cohorts so far, the family members are between the ages of, I would say 55 and 75 and their adult sons and daughters are between 20 and 45. So again, a lot of years of experience advocating for their sons and daughters and now that that scary big picture thought of what happens when I'm no longer here, I know exactly what to do. I know where to find everything. But what if someone needs to step in for me? What might that look like? Yes. Wow. Well, that that's impressive. I, I you offer a much needed resource um, because generally, you know, people think of things um, maybe not so much as big picture. Uh, as you provide, but more so just in, you know, particular services that are needed, right? Um, you know, I need disability for my adult child. I need a will. I need a trust. Um, but there's so many more things that are needed and that are important when it comes to planning. So that is, that's wonderful. So, so I have some questions about your cohorts. Um, mm -hmm. With the cohorts, we're talking about, you know, a certain number of families that are in one cohort. Right. And with that cohort, are are the families, you know, being connected to specific professionals um, or other resources to kind of guide them through the more more so end of life type planning for yes. them? That's a great question. And so it's a six week course. It's, was, it's virtual. It's live. Um, it's an hour and 15 minutes in the evening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I find that that is really just the right amount of time to have a discussion with, again, a trusted professional, whether it's from the legal profession, financial, um, healthcare uh, providers, et cetera. And then, so we bring a professional on and then afterwards we do a debrief, you know, what was that like to listen to that? What might you do next? So there's a lot of pressure on us as families to do, do, do. There's a huge to-do list, right? Um, but, and we also have to think about taking care of ourselves. So what can we do? What feels right to you in the next, to take the next step? Is that legal planning? Maybe first, right? We might want to start there. Or it could be as simple as let's sit down and think about a, writing a brief profile on my son or daughter. What are their likes, dislikes? How do I work with them? What are some of the doctors that they use? So I, there are families that write a hundred page guides on their son or daughter. 
And then, so what I encourage folks, let's, you could start really simply, and maybe it's a one pager. And what could we include on that? One or two pages. So that if someone has to step in, that they have a basic idea of your son and daughter and their preferences and the best way to work with them. Excellent. The, the families that are part of your cohorts, are they, um, do they have to be local families? It sounds like, you know, with the service that you're providing, it seems like it could be family anywhere. Um, are there any restrictions in terms of, you know, geographical location? This first year, I've focused on um, where I'm at and the folks that are closest to me. But absolutely, I have plans in 2023 um, to do something that is more broad. And so I, I cannot see that there would be a specific restriction. There might be, uh, you would probably know, or you might know changes in terms of, or differences in terms of um, legal differences between state to state. Right. But we can still paint that broad picture of, you know, how do you find a trusted attorney? What does that look like? How, you know, so um, addressing that in a more broad sense. Absolutely. Okay. And, and I think that that's the key is just knowing what you need to do, who you need, you know, as a part of your team. And then, you know, if, if it's, you know, there are definitely some nuances in terms of laws when we're talking about, um, you know, guardianships and things like that, um, that are going to vary from state to state. But, but big programs like disability, that's going to be the same, you know, no matter where you are. But at least if families have a starting point, I think that would be such a wonderful, wonderful resource. So I'm so happy to hear that, that you provided and, and we'll definitely, you know, talk with you about getting more information so that that you know all of our viewers and listeners um, can get information about that as well. So, are there any other services um, that you would like to to tell us about that you can provide, whether that's to families, um, you know, to organizations, just to anyone to help? So after um, families take the big, big picture, here's one thing um, that I am offering as well. So um, we do a once monthly group for accountability and support. Now, accountability, meaning a place that we can all brainstorm, you know, not to, to shame anyone if they haven't done anything in the last few weeks, right, but just to, to bring them along and then also support so that we don't feel that we're alone in this process. And I think that's a big part of this. So that's monthly and that's live virtually. And then also if families want to work one-on-one -on -one with me, say they want to really speed up that process a, a little bit more, they're feeling a, a little more sense of urgency, then I can work one-on-one -on -one and tailor um, whatever services um, we decide for that individual to that individual and that family's needs. Excellent. Okay. Now, when we talk about families you know, that have children or adult children with developmental disabilities and you know, all the services that you offer and all the things that you've learned through not only your personal experience, but also your professional experience, are there particular things that you want people to know? Like any tools, any tips that you can provide um, to help a family that just doesn't know where to start or what to do. 
for that family just beginning, I would recommend if we're talking about future planning to start with an attorney, um, perhaps interviewing or getting to know a few attorneys and then actually selecting an attorney to do your legal planning. That to me feels like a logical place to start. If that feels too big, again, going back and developing a profile for your son or daughter might be a, a, a simpler place to start. Um, but I would say um, that there, this is not a process that happens overnight. Right. So take things in small steps, but just keep moving. Even if it's just one thing a week or, you know, a couple of things a month, um, but just slow and steady progress wins the day, right? So we all don't have to be rabbits running around. It's the turtle that actually wins the race, right? So um, to get started, uh, and again, we have a lot of pressures on us. Um, so just doing a little bit at a time, but keep moving, keep moving. And then also the second thing is to be persistent. Now everyone has different advocacy styles. Mine is polite and persistent. Mm -hmm. So you know, if someone is denied a particular service, et cetera, to not necessarily take no for an answer quickly, right? right? To maybe connect with other families or connect with professionals to say, you know, I don't know if I, this doesn't sound right to me. What do you think about this? So uh, getting another pair of eyes um, to advise you on, well, you don't have to take no for an answer here. There are other options and not to give up hope. Wonderful. That That is great advice. Um, you know, there's so many systems in place um, where the odds, at least at the beginning, just aren't in your favor. And it has nothing to do with your particular circumstances or your child per se, but more to do with the process, like disability, uh, you know, for example. that That's a process where there are a lot of no's for most people before they can get to yes. So I do think that it is so important that, you know, your recommendations about being persistent and, and not taking no as the final answer is just so important. Um, so I think that's wonderful, wonderful advice. Um, how can people contact you um, to learn more about, you know, how you may be able to assist them? Well, there's two quick and easy ways. Um, first is on my website at Rita Young Associates, all spelled out, .com. Or you can email me directly at Rita, R-I-T-A, at Rita Young, Y-O-U-N-G, Associates, all spelled out, .com. And so email is the best way to reach me. All right. Well, I want to, again, thank you so much, Rita Young, for talking with us today about the many services that you provide um, to individuals and families that have children with developmental disabilities. Um, and we know that this information is going to be so helpful for our listeners and people watching and for other professionals um, to learn about you um, and the services that you provide and how you're able to make so many connections for families to make sure that they are able to get the help that they need as they navigate through through life. Um, so thank you very much for being with us today. This has been another episode of The Disability. We hope that it has been informative and helpful for you. We look forward to 
um, bringing you some great information in the future. Everyone have a good day. Thank you so much. You've been listening to The Disability with Angel Burgess. Thank you for your positive reviews, comments, and sharing the show with others. You can catch prior episodes at www.disabilityhelpline.com and on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more.